Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G, with me. <laughs> Wait, what? As always, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. We're back. We are back. And yes. Dave Burles, Berlin. Ah, uh, having three together here never felt so good. Right? It's nothing like a threesome on the air. That's a fact. Love it. Love it. It's a little tight. What? But, oh, you know. It'll fit. Makes us closer. It'll fit. Dave, you requested it, so I created it. That's right. The completely yes. fake <laughs> and made-up story of why Justin had to leave the show for the summer of 2019. Word. And I'm not going to lie. It's such a waste of time. So true. Just, just... Just well, but you mean completely fake, but completely real. Just, just think about everything that's going on in the world right now. Jeez. Amazon, it's burning down. There's a there's a half a million homeless people in America. Pakistan and India Jeez. are at each other's throat. People in Flint, goodness, South gracious. Carolina, Pittsburgh, they can't even drink their water because of contamination. And I spent several hours. This past week, recording and editing a pointless fake story about Justin. Thank you. That I'm pretty sure <laughs> not many people will listen to. Nope. I felt like that needed to be said. But with such an epic story, I think we need to fire up the show so we can get the full effect of this story. So true. Dave, Justin, are you ready to fire up the show? Ooh. Do it. Fire it up. Up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Okay. Oh my gosh, guys. The show. The show today, gentlemen. We have the one and the only DJ Boca 45 on the show. Ooh. He's got his new album, 45. We're going to have some awesome songs from the album throughout the show. I can't wait for it. It's going to be fantastic. But first, Justin. You went on a sabbatical from May until last week. Am I right? Am I right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As typically the case, I like to make up a fake narrative of why you weren't here. (laughs) Is everyone ready to hear why Justin was not on the show for three months? Hmm. Give the people what they want. Here we go. Here it is, people. Get ready. It's a steamy May night in Jacksonville, Florida. Justin Virgin Bat Evangelista is sitting on the marble edge of his rooftop hot tub in his luxury penthouse condominium in Riverside. Obviously, this condominium has been paid for by the riches he's amounted from a lucrative endorsement deals, all made possible by the Doc G Show. He's looking out on the river's edge, with the evening sun making leopard spots on the shore banks through the beautiful live oaks. He takes a deep breath. Just then, his cell phone rings. Tom, tell me you're doing the show, my man. 
The reception is not the greatest, but he hears that old familiar voice of Tom Brady. Justin, I'd love to say I could do it for you. Believe me, I'll never forget what you did for me and Giselle that night in Manila. I mean, <laughs> I owe you. Justin knew what was coming next, but he tried regardless. Well, Tom, if you owe me, I guess I'll hear you on the Doc G Show, am I right? Tom hesitated. Justin, man. I, I just don't know. That host of the show, he's, he's really creepy. He's talking about my pajamas, man. That's, that's weird. Plus, I heard recently that he doesn't change his underwear regularly. That's even weirder. Justin couldn't believe what he was hearing. Tom! Man, bro, what happened to you owe me? Tom cleared his voice and then spoke. Well, to be honest, Justin, I wasn't even calling about the show, man. It's about your dad, Blade. Justin was confused. Tom hadn't talked about his dad in years. Tom, I told you, man, my dad's out of the python hunting game. Ever since he got abducted by the drug cartel, he put the python wrangling gear up. He's done. It didn't matter what Justin said. Tom wouldn't let up. It's not about the python, Justin. It's about something he found. He found it in Myanmar. Justin looked at his phone confused. Tom, what the do you know about Myanmar? Tom took a deep exhale and said, You know, I'm still playing football, right? 42 years old. Justin responded. Yeah, Tom, you're the GOAT. You work harder than any man I know. Come on, man. But Tom broke in while Justin was still talking. No. No, all right? That's not it. Because for the last five years, I've been working with a Myanmar shaman, okay? He's been giving me secret ancient Burmese drinks that give me the strength and ability to play like a 25-year-old man. Main ingredient. You can't find it anymore. It's the root of the rare pudding pipe tree. He said there are none left that he knows of, at least. That's where your dad comes in, man. Your dad told people he found a grove of pudding pipe trees in Sagaing province 20 years ago when he was studying the reproductive cycles of the native Burmese python. Justin was still trying to play catch-up with what Tom was saying. Whoa, Tom. My dad lives in a monastery now in New Hampshire. I'm telling you, bro. That drug cartel me- messed him up. He, he's, not, he's not telling you where any, any trees are in Myanmar, all right? Tom paused and said... I'm not asking for your dad to go to Myanmar or for him to tell me where to go in Myanmar. I'm asking you. And so, on May 10th, 2019, Justin Evangelista and Tom Brady went to Myanmar to find the rare pudding pipe trees that Blaze had once located back in 1998.
It had been weeks since Tom and Justin had seen humans. Their rations of unreal snacks were running low. Luckily, their water situation was fine. Since Tom had been receiving his magical drink from the shamans of Myanmar, his body urinates water cleaner than Evian. At daybreak, 36 days after they had entered the forest-covered mountains of Myanmar, they saw it. An almost perfect circle of pudding pipe trees. Tom jumped with excitement. Justin! This is it, man! These have to be the trees your dad was talking about. There's hundreds of them here, man. I could play for years! Decades! Go ahead, go ahead, put it in the geolocation, and I'll send the excavation team here for these roots. But Justin wasn't looking at his phone. Uh, <laughs> Tom, you take a look around, man? We've got bigger problems than how we're gonna get these trees out. During the excitement of finding the trees, Tom hadn't noticed, but a group of Bondo warriors had surrounded Justin and Tom. The lead warrior said something. Tom looked over to his brother in arms and said, Justin, he says this is a holy land for his ancient warrior people. He knows why we came, and to earn their respect enough to be able to cut the roots of the trees on their holy land, one of us must beat their best warrior. Justin took a step back. Tom, I know this this isn't really like priority number one right now, but when did you learn to speak Burmese? Tom fired back. Actually, Justin, I speak Himong Mian, a local dialect here in Myanmar. Justin looked at the leader and then Tom. Okay. That's uh that's even weirder. Tom put his arm around Justin and said, Well, actually, Justin, I learned it in preparation for the trip over here. I was getting ready, and I was like, you know what? I better learn a couple languages just in case we need them. I also learned to cook a delicious goat testicle curry just in case we needed to blend in with the locals and they didn't believe that I was Burmese enough, you know? Justin was still confused by the language debacle, but... Excited about the possibility of a good dinner. Again, Tom, I I know this isn't the priority uh, here, but if we get out of this situation, I'd really like to try that goat testicle curry. Tom grinned and laughed. (laughs) You got it, buddy. But what about this fight? Do you think you can take their best warrior? Justin looked off in the distance. Tom, I'm the son of Blaze Evangelista. The best Eskrima fighter in the Philippines. Ever. Okay? Give me like five minutes with this guy, and we'll be eating goat testicle curry by nightfall, Broseph. An hour later, Justin was encircled by hundreds of Burmese men in black coats. Tom behind him, waiting for the warrior to emerge. Justin looked back at Tom. Hey, Tom. I, I, again... Maybe the wrong time, but are you getting a Bloodsport vibe from this? I'm really feeling the whole scene. Tom stood looking, 
shouldn't you be like warming up, Justin, or like mentally preparing or whatever you do in martial arts? Justin just smirked. Tom, <laughs> that may be what you do for your silly game of football, okay? However, I just I just do a screamer, okay? I am a screamer. I don't get prepared. I am always prepared. Just then, behind Justin, a giant man jumped out and kicked him square in the back. Justin, dazed and on the ground, looked up and said, You know, I missed that. You thought I'd be prepared, especially after giving you that whole speech just then, but totally, totally wasn't. Wasn't ready for that. But from the ground, without warning, Justin jumped to his feet and unleashed a fury of acrobatic kicks and punches. Tom yelled out, Holy crap! He looks like Jackie Chan out there! Justin looked back. Hey, uh, Tom, I'm gonna ignore that racist statement right there. Uh, first of all, Jackie is Chinese and fights in the style of Hapkido. Good lord. Justin ran at his competitor, jumped into the air, and with a flying jump kick, careened into the chest of his opponent. Both fell to the ground, but Justin was the only one that got up. The lead warrior came out of the circle and told Tom that he had never seen fighting like that before, and anyone associated with a warrior of that caliber deserves access to the holy trees of their land. Later that night, Tom cooked a heaping pot of goat testicle curry, and he and Justin reminisced over their summer in Myanmar. Tom looked at Justin, eyes watering from the spicy testicles, and said, Justin, man, maybe maybe we don't need America. What if, what if we were just to stay here? I mean, maybe I don't need to keep playing football. Maybe... Maybe you don't need the fame and the riches of the Doc G Show. Maybe we just stay here together in Myanmar. Justin took a deep breath and said, Tom, I'd be lying to you, man. Said, thinking about living in this Burmese bungalow with you, eating curry testicles every night. If that isn't tempting as man. But you know, I've got too many fans on the Doc G Show. I mean, too many people rely on me. I say that not in vanity, but in responsibility to those fans. Tom looked down, sweat beating on his forehead. I was afraid you'd say that. But you know what? You tell Doc G something. You tell him best of luck with his show. Best of luck. And with that, the summer of Tom and Justin ended. And Justin headed back to Florida to his adoring fans and the Doc G Show. Oh, man. What an epic. Wow. Jeez, Justin, I I had no idea. You and Tom Brady, man, that's impressive. I had no idea. You know me, baby. 
And I mean, we knew he had skills, but like those skills? Yeah, exactly. Martial arts skills. That's impressive. So true. That is impressive. I try to keep and it on the down low. You know what, dude? He still can't handle the testicles, though. That's right. <laughs> I want to thank Tom <laughs> for telling telling me best of luck on the show. That was nice of him. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, that was the cherry on top. I mean, I'd heard it from his administrative assistant, as we know, but I, just hearing it from him, that was that was great. That was great. Uh, guys, I want to give you a little behind the scenes on that story. Um, I had to do some serious research for that story. I had to do. I had to really put in the deets on that uh, on Myanmar. You dug deep. I had. Well, that's yeah, a, I mean, there are these these little tiny points that just had to be so factually correct. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, there's no way he wasted his time to look at look that up. I did. So then again, you're like, but he did. <laughs> I did, because I have no life, guys. No life. None. None. Oh, yeah. Goat testicle curry, <laughs> actual popular dish in Myanmar. That's right. That's right. Mm. The Segai, Segaiing province, true province with a Real. lot of rainforest. Yep. Putty pipe tree, actual tree used for medical purposes in Myanmar. Oh. That's right. Okay. That's right. Bondo, form of martial arts in Myanmar. The voice of the warrior speaking Burmese, that is Burmese. It's it's not him actually saying that though. Wow. It's uh him actually it's a it's a video of how to speak Burmese and it's just him saying like, <laughs> What's your name? How old are you? <laughs> Things like Hello, that. My name yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it sounded serious, right? I thought it came out oh. good. Nice. That sounded really good. Nice. I'm so jazzed after that, guys. I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready for a little birthday suit? Yeah. Uh, yes. Our first birthday suit together again. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Dave. I'm leaning on Justin on this one, but... That's that's why we're a perfect team. That's it. That's it. Okay, here we go. Born on August 28th, 1969 in Santa Monica, California. Our birthday suit wearer was the son. This is I, I had no idea about this. Son of satellite engineers who worked on the Hubble Space Telescope. Word. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, our, our, our birthday suit wearer loved to act, goof around as he was younger. He actually was in several commercials growing up. He later attended UCLA, but dropped out to try and pursue a full-time career in entertainment. He had a breakout role in 2000 when he played in the movie High Fidelity. He then played in several large films such as Shallow Howl, Nacho Libre, Year Jack one. Black? Jack Black. There, yeah. there it is. Mr. Jack Black. Take it easy. Dude, School of Rock. You missed that one. I'm, I was getting there. He guessed it before. Okay. Guessed it before. Year okay. one, School Rock, Gulliver's Travels. Those were all the big films. Gulliver's I had. Travels. Yes. Mm. And he, and then, love old school Jack Black, man. And then I was finishing it up with he also has a band with Kyle Gass called Tenacious D. Yes. True, true. Pick of Destiny. Yes! Exactly. Pick of Destiny. Fantastic. Underrated movie right there. Underrated movie. Uh, turning the big 5-0, guys. 5-0. 15. Man. He, like, yeah. still seems young. You know, it's it's you young. Got that, and, you got that wild personality, I think. 
young at heart. Young at heart, Justin. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. True, Just like true. me. Word. That's why I seem like I'm 12, you know? Word. I'm so young at heart. <laughs> Just, just Most twelve year likely. old hanging out with you guys. You guys ready? Are you ready to rip some headlines? <laughs> Let's do it. Rip it. It's now time for rip from the headlines. Okay, okay, uh, Justin. You know how I like to check out state surveys. So true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got a new one from Big Seven Travel. Yeah, I had Big no idea what travel. Yeah, I was a little concerned. Legit source. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, "What is this?" I looked it up. I mean, I guess for the five minutes that I put into looking it up, it seemed legit enough. So, anyways, Big Seven Travel surveyed their 1.5 million followers on their social media sites, um, okay. and they wanted to find out what states were the friendliest. Hmm. That's it. They just asked. What states are the friendliest? Um, first off, Dave, you know I gotta ask, where do you mm-hmm. think Florida is? Hmm. Uh, dude, we're like uh, fourteen. Fourteen? No, 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 no. Because South Florida is not that friendly. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say twenty-seven. Twenty-seven, Justin. Uh, thirty. Thirty-eight. Oh, Justin wow. wins. 42. 42. Ooh. Oh, man. I know. I've got to be honest. I disagree. I disagree with Big 7 uh, travel followers. I mean, yeah, like you said. What areas did they take into account, though? The, the, all, the whole state. The whole state. I feel like I mean, there's some parts that are really nice in Florida. Exactly. Well, I, it's like Dave said. I mean, there are pockets of unfriendliness, but overall, we definitely beat out more than seven states. So true. Definitely yeah, more I mean, than seven states. We got that states. southern kindness, you know, southern hospitality in the in the northern half of the state. Yeah, I, well, I disagree. There's there's some in the southern state too, or southern part of the state. I would say there's some friendliness. I mean, in Homestead, that's pretty far down there. I've met a lot of friendly people from Homestead. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at Fort yeah, Myers. Nice... That's down in the in the south. A lot of friendly people in Fort Myers. Um, yeah, well, you got the snowbirds over there too, so that that, that adds to the crankiness and whatnot. Well, bring into that. If you're thinking of who is the worst, what's the last state on this list, gentlemen? Hmm. Dave, what do you say? New York. Yeah, I was going to say New York. Bingo. Last one on the list. New York, number 50. I'll I'll read you the ones that are below Florida. New York, uh, 50. Mm -hmm. Arkansas, 49. What? Arkansas? Really? They're unfriendly. Delaware, 48. Uh, Massachusetts, 47. Uh, New Jersey, 46. Washington, 45. New Hampshire, 44. And Nevada, 43. Now, uh, I like how in their review, they were talking about New Jersey a little bit more. And for New Jersey, Mm -hmm. it says, the Jersey attitude can be perceived as outright rudeness. Hmm. And I went... (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, uh, being perceived as rude is just being rude. So true. That's the only mm. way you can be rude is to be perceived as rude. Like, that's Literally, that's it. That's the definition. Like, and I've known people from New York and Massachusetts and New Jersey all say this. They'll be like, eh, people think I'm a d- 
but that's just the way we act from where I'm from. And I'm like, that's, nope. that's not a good response. That that's doesn't good, mean you do it that way. That's not, like, you can't say, like, people say I'm a murderer, but that's just the way I act when I've got a machete in my hand. Huh? Like, come on. That's... It's not, it's not going to fly in front of the judge when you talk to him. It's not going to happen. Nope. And the other thing that I got to ask, Washington. Dave, do you remember? Washington, just a couple of months, was in another poll, the best state to live. How can they be the best yeah. state to live and then also the sixth most unri- unfriendly place? Hmm. That doesn't make any sense. See, it, it doesn't add up. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, guys, uh, before we move on, uh, Justin, friendliest yo, yo. state. Friendliest state. Friendliest state. Um, I don't know if this is the friendliest. Uh, let's go with uh, Pennsylvania. Okay, Dave. Friendliest state. I think that's too close to the northeast where they had all the mean states. <laughs> so I'm going to go out west and say Colorado. Mm, you, gotta, you guys got to think. Midwest, they have nothing left Montana, for Wyoming. being friendly. Minnesota, guys, Midwest, Midwest, not West. Uh, Minnesota, they even have the term Minnesota nice. So true. They're just friendly people really? because it's cold and horrible there. So you have to be friendly to each other and eat lots of true, meats and cheese. True. That's what you have to I do. I love it. Yes. It goes Minnesota, Tennessee, South Carolina, Texas, Wyoming. That's the top five. Oh, well, I did say Wyoming earlier. You got, you got it, Justin. You did. But you got one I thought, I thought, I thought Philadelphia, you know, city of brotherly love. No. No, that's complete false <laughs> no, advertising. No. <laughs> complete false advertising. All right. They got me on that. <laughs> okay. The next story comes from KSL.com. Justin, did your parents ever force you to go to church when you weren't really feeling it. Mm. Oh, absolutely. There was, uh, yeah, yeah, all the time. Was there any? Was there any yelling involved? Hmm. Uh, yelling at church or yelling at me to go to church? Well, yelling at you to go to church. No, I just kind of like already had this innate respect, or else I would have been whooped. So I just did okay. it. Okay, it's just naturally born in the Filipino it's, yeah. boy. To, I was just to, like, yes, I'll go. Okay, okay, just check it. Well, in Utah, apparently they don't have that in, ingrained in them. Nope. Um, at least one father is is taking taking his seriousness to a to a new level. So, sixty uh, year old uh, man, Lamatia Sa, Lamatia Sa is facing charges. What a name. Of child abuse, so Tomatillo sauce. Yeah, so Mr. Saw was trying to uh, get his sons up for church, and uh, apparently came into the room, told them to wake up. But as soon as he left, his 14-year-old and his 17-year-old just decided to go back to sleep and not get ready. Um, Saw came back, uh, saw this, wasn't having any of it. He picked up a guitar in the room. And swung it at the 14-year-old boy's head. Wait, what? Luckily, oh my gosh, 14-year-old saw it coming, and he blocked it from hitting him in the head. But Saw didn't stop and beat it over the kid's arm until the kid's arm broke. Not the guitar. Oh, my God. The wow. arm broke. Jeez. Then he turned to the 17-year-old and beat him until the guitar shattered into pieces. Uh, Jesus Holy Christ. crap. 
So, um, this is, this is another story where you got to really wonder how Mr. Saw rationalizes his actions with his religion. Hmm. Like, I mean, how do you think? It's like, you know, my God, that's all about love and understanding. So true. He's pretty happy if I beat my sons without mercy for sleeping <laughs> instead of getting ready for church. He'll forgive him. I mean, does like Sa think he's gonna get to the pearly gates and God's gonna be like, hey, thanks for beating the crap out of your kids. Nobody misses church, am I right? Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. And choice on guitar, nobody needs music in their life, so good thing for getting that out of their rooms. Nicely done on that, too. Well done. Uh, Dave, this next story comes from uh, KATU Channel 2 in Oregon. Uh, Dave, do you remember the story of the girl playing on the playground equipment that jumped into the septic tank? Mm, yes. Huh. Uh, this uh, <laughs> this this story is going to take that, was that up crappy. a notch. It was. Um, so a woman in a staccata, a staccata, a staccata, Oregon. Word. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a staccata. Okay, um, that's the city name. Yeah. Okay. Um, she, she, she needed to check on her mom because she, it was Tuesday and she hadn't heard from mm -hmm. her mom since the previous Friday mm -hmm. and she was getting pretty concerned. Um, so she decided to go over to the mom's house and she went into the backyard and, uh, saw where her mom had been having some work done to her septic tank. Mm. They'd actually dug oh, up the septic man. tank and it was exposed. When she walked yeah. over to the site of the septic tank, she found her mom stuck in the septic tank. No. Uh. Laying in raw sewage up to her face. Ew. Only her face oh. was above of the sewage. Oh, God. Oh. Uh. That poor yeah. lady. Yeah. And get this. Get this. Officials figured she had been there for multiple days. Girl, come on. No. Multiple oh, days. Oh, God. How do you do that? How? And she, I mean, she, she lived. She was at the hospital. She was, she was, she was recovering. Uh, not surprisingly, she did not want her name released. I get it. I wouldn't want my name released either. Nope. <laughs> uh, no. But... But like, man, when somebody asks you, like, how'd your weekend go? You're like, how'd my weekend go? No, oh, you, you don't want to know how my week. You don't want to know how my weekend went. <laughs> no, you don't want to know. <laughs> I've had, I've, I've had it with up to here, guys. I've had it up Literally, to here, all the way up there. Oh, oh God. disgusting, disgusting. Uh, Justin, this next story comes from Boston.com. Hmm. Um, Boston. Yeah. Now, Dave, you remember the story several weeks ago when the guy decided to get rid of the weeds at his house with a torch? He slit, set it on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a man outside of Boston uh, decided to take that idea and make it less effective, just as dumb, and with hornets instead of weeds. Hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Dave and Matt Schmida, uh had a hornet's nest growing at the corner of their house, on the outside of the house. 
And uh, so the first idea was to use some insecticide, Raid. So they sprayed it with Raid. Um, and the Raid didn't seem to be working so well. So they moved on to the next, next most logical thing. A Roman candle. Hmm. Um, oh, I like it. <laughs> they lit the Roman candle and shot four shots and made contact with the last one. And as soon as the last one hits the <laughs> nest, it engulfed in flames. Just everything. Because of that's the rain. Oh, that's, Just, that's so cool. <laughs> In the video they posted on Twitter, after it's lit on fire, you can hear one of them say, Whoa, whoa, there's a fire. Word. Like he's surprised that it lit up in flames. And then Dave Schmida ran up and eventually got the fire out with a fire extinguisher. Uh, their roof suffered minimal damage. Some boards were burned. And uh, now there's a small hole in the side of their house. Uh, when when reached for comment, Dave said, quote, uh, Well, I did get rid of the bees. So I would say mission accomplished. Uh, Success. <laughs> Thank you. This... This sounds like the type of guy that would be charged with, like, poisoning his cousin with gasoline. And he'd say, well, he did say he wanted to get drunk. And he was pretty drunk before he died. So I'd say mission accomplished. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> oh, Just yeah. come oh, on. Dave. Dave, get a hold of yourself. Uh, our next story comes from ABC Channel 15 in Arizona. Now, Justin, have you ever had a flat tire on your car? Hmm. Uh, no, no, not on my car. Oh, man. Okay. Never? Okay. Oh, you no, lucky dude. Son I'm of good. A gun. I'm good. Be better knock on some wood there, man. Knock on some wood. Dude, it's scary now. I know I know Days had to fix the old flat on his on his girlfriend's uh, car most recently. No. Um, yep. I have. I've had to f f like help fix a few flats. Back just when not I on yours. Just not on. Just yours. not on mine. Okay. No. No. Okay. Well, uh, you really have two options, right? You can either replace the tire, or mm -hmm. if the puncture isn't on the wall of the tire and it's in the tread, you can plug the hole, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah plug the hole. Mm -hmm. Well, police in Mission Viejo, California, came across a man trying to plug his tires last week. So uh, officers okay. responded to a call regarding a quote-unquote suspicious man parked on the side of the road in the early morning hours of August 20th. When they arrived, they saw that both the driver's side tires were flat. Jeez. And uh, okay. the 26-year-old man driving the car was trying to fix the holes in the tires with gauze and band-aids he had taken from the first aid kit of the car. Hmm. That's pretty creative. <laughs> Don't think it's going to work, but it's creative. Yes! Uh, Justin, you're never you going to believe this. You got to do what you got to do. You're, you're never going to believe this, Justin, but uh, the man was arrested on suspicion of being under the influence of drugs. What? Mm. No. Okay. Yeah, weird, right? It's always got to lead to that. It's so strange. So strange. Uh, Maybe I'll try that if that happens to me. 
You know what? Band-aids. Go ahead and do it, man. You, you, but just be just be warned. <laughs> you may be arrested for suspicion of being on drugs. Um, Dave, this next story comes from AL.com, as in Alabama.com. Uh, Dave, did okay. you know in Alabama, yoga is not allowed in K through 12 public schools? Word. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. That's like yeah. a very weird law. Since since this uh, story is in Alabama, just take a stab at why it's not allowed. Hmm. Well, because I could, I could see it being deemed as like inappropriate or something. It's banned. It's been banned since 1993 because of its religious ties to Eastern religion. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Dave. I bet you didn't know. When you go into yoga classes, downward-facing dog, you immediately turn into a Hindu. So true. That's what happens. They know it. I do. F- they know I do it feel in like a Hindi. You got to watch out. It'll happen. It'll happen. I was reincarnated as a cat the last time I went to yoga. It was un- Girl, uncontrollable. It was nice for me, though, the fact that I like kittens. So that was good. So uh, true. Justin. <laughs> Do you get yo, down yo. on video games? Are you a yeah, gamer? From, from time to time, yes. From I'd time so. to time. So how much, I mean, obviously you're a busy man now, but uh, roughly, what would you say per week? Hmm. What do you got? Per week? Per month. I usually we'll say per month. delve into Netflix now, but like, oh, okay. if I am playing, maybe like just like, hmm, two hours, like, on Friday, okay. Two have hours you, on Saturday. Have you ever know. hit up Twitch? Twitch? Uh, no, I haven't. But I do know what that what what Twitch is all about. Yeah, where you can watch other folks play some games. It's the big online yeah. streaming. Dude, so what? My my parents' friends' younger kids would watch that all day long. Word. Hmm. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't that, I don't see why people want to watch other people. Uh, I got to say, I think we're too old, fellas. I think we don't get it. We're too old. We don't I'm understand. past that. I'm, I literally I'm don't that. get it. But uh, a player on Twitch, one of the guys that's streaming, he has claimed to set the most hours of streaming in a month. He has solo streamed 500 and 42 hours of content what? in a month. Wow. Which if you what crunch... Does, wow. What does he do? Which if you crunch the Is numbers... Is it just video games? Yeah. If you crunch the numbers, that's 17 and a half hours a day of playing video games. He literally sleeps and plays video games. He said that's he, too much. He wanted to break the record as a challenge to himself. I started this challenge as a goal to myself to see if I could finally hard commit to something insane. Hmm. That's literally his quote. I'm the type of impulsive person to just say I will do something, and after starting, I'll quit. Even worse yeah. is starting something and quitting more than halfway through. But not this, guys. No way. Nope. He played video games all month. He said for the first several weeks, he averaged 19 hours a day. Girl, come on. He said he would sleep about four hours and then. Dude, what's wrong with you? And then an hour a day <laughs> he'd do for life stuff, such as eating. He, um. He then added 
that he has a lovely, supportive girlfriend who cooks and feeds no, him every day. And then he wow. said, I take my showers quickly during one of the few 10-minute breaks I take during Dude, stream. Dude, you're stinky. <laughs> I mean, I gotta Probably be honest. Not. He just sits there. I gotta be honest. After hearing that, I'm like Justin said, if that girlfriend actually exists, I gotta judge her a little bit. Like it's not his girlfriend; it's his mom. I wonder if he made any money doing it. And I, I wonder dude, if you he can got make better money at on the Twitch, video I games. Know. Oh I yeah, you can. You can make Twitch. tons. Of, yeah, you can make some money, man. Uh, I don't know how entertaining watching him play 19 hours a day. Maybe, maybe he's super, super dope entertaining. I have no idea. Uh, but for right yeah. now, we're gonna listen to something very entertaining, which would be Boca 45. Ooh, I like we're going to take a break and hear from our guest, Boca45. This is the fantastic song, Energy Boost, right here on the Doc G right Show. Right now and forever, he's a legendary short shot, relevant to people with the old and new. Spending 45s and making beats, he's a winner and trouble in the battle, man, I hope it's not you. Lighting up a spot with an energy boost, the man, Boca45 is about to get loose. It's the bad man from Bristol, banging it kind of critical. Blow your party out for good times like a whistle. Known for a little bit, so I'm straight telling you. We super heavy with the styles you could never do. So, full funky, funky, but living well and in control of his plans to please fans. It's a force in the field that he's blessed with, too. Surrounding people with the sounds of the best. It's nothing that's popular or heavy requested. If you never heard him, you'll be highly impressed quick. From around the world to the local domestic. With two techniques, the pioneers get free. From the fader to effects, he wrecks in a good way. Vocal 45 is the pride of the UK. My name is MC, a dope MC from Brooklyn. Bragging on my man for what he does with his hands. Right now, if ever, he's a legendary short shot. Relevant to people with the old and new. Spending 45s are making beats. He's a winner and trouble in the battle, man. I hope it's not you Lighting up a spot with an energy boost A man broke a 45 is about to get loose Catch a sample with the portable We're digging in the streets Then he takes it to the crib and breaks down on the beat Broke a 45 caliber pops off to kill it Murdering the scene with the cut so clean Got the drum machines humming with the new joints coming The 808's got a numb feeling in your stomach that you crave and you rave to go off He's a very humble man but he loves to show off All pointing in the pocket at the crib of the club A lot of people know the man gets down to show the love But if you want him live to play, you gotta pay up Get your priorities right and get your weight up You don't wanna miss this one man show Or be the one who sounds dumb to say they really didn't know Book of 45 is live and energetic So get your tickets now and effect cash your credit Right now and forever he's a legendary short shot Relevant to people with the old and new Spending 45s are making beats He's a winner and trouble in the battle I hope it's not you Lighting up a spot with an energy boost A man pick a 45 is about to get loose Yo, get in the groove and feel the sounds And once you're in there for a while, you're caught now Back to back, he attacks without a letter Stacks and sacks of the wax, he makes you get up or jump scream, he's the illest you've seen Not to mention how he operates like a machine Full force, no chill when he thrills for satisfaction Ladies go crazy for the crates he's packing B-O-C-A got the fortified minerals To place himself in the class of spin generals I met him on a whim through my man Chris And we clicked automatically for hits like this So from New York to England, I salute And recognize I got a friend who's a danger too So everybody in the place who hears this now It's MC and Booker 45 killing it Wow 
Right now, if ever he's a legendary short shot, relevant to people with the old and new. Spending 45 to make it beats, he's a winner and struggle in the battle, man, I hope it's not you. Laying up a spot with an energy boost, the man book of 45 is about to get loose. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Justin? Catch you boys on the podcast. You don't have to listen to us live. You can just check us out on the podcast, replay some old shows. You'll love it. You will. There's a lot of good shows to go around. I still sometimes just sit back and think about all the great guests. The Blacktop Mojos, the Band of Heathens, the Driving and Cryins, the Collective Souls, the Reckless Kellys, the Phil Collin from Def Leppard, the Casey Webbs. They're all there. That's right. They're all there. The Mike Friend. Goodness my Christ. friend. That's right. I know. Mike Friend. No. And Wait, Justin's no. friend. Yes. Yes. He is great. I'm looking at his CD right now. Anyways, guys, are you ready for some shout outs? Shout out. Where are we going? Who listened this week, man? Who li- uh, first of all, we, we got to go to a shout out for Seattle, Washington. Shout out. They may be unfriendly, guys, Ooh. but all kinds of listens from Seattle. We actually had the most anywhere beating out jacksonville beating out atlanta all of our places more listens in seattle than anywhere yeah wow shout out to seattle yeah and now we're gonna stay in the northwest we got to give a shout out to portland oregon as well because they came in second yeah Yeah. keeping it weird we like to keep it weird too portland you guys are right there with us uh and of course shout out Mozambique. Shout out. Of course. Yeah. Mozambique. Yeah, Justin, uh, you may you 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 don't you don't know this because uh, you were gallivanting yeah. around yeah. with Tom Brady. Um but yeah. we we developed quite a relationship with Mozambique and the people of that there great country. Yeah. That's yeah, they right. listen every week. Not an exaggeration, every week. I love it. Yeah. We're big we're big fans of them. They're big fans of us. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um Next, of course, Dave. Shout out Genoa, Italy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our favorite, our yeah. favorite Italian meat. Mm-hmm. We have a dear relationship with them as well. Uh, Justin, I can't believe that you you haven't learned of our relationship with those two great Genoa countries. Well, yes. well, you know, like the salami. Yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna say. Genoa yeah. salami. We love, we love the meat and we love the I people. do love me some salami. They make exactly. some they make some fantastic deli meats in Genoa. Yes! Um shoot, I might go get some. Here comes another one. Shout out to Newport News, Virginia. Shout out. Yeah. Okay. Newport yeah. News. Nice. As Dave knows, Virginia's for Doc G lovers. That's right. So true. Yep. That's he, it. Oh, that's right. He trademarked it. Uh shout out yep. across the pond to Leeds and North Allerton, United Kingdom. Both both places, Leeds and North Allerton. Oh, I, I thought that was one name, and I was like, holy crap. No, no. <laughs> That's a lot. It's the longest country name ever. Two cities, Leeds and North Allerton. Uh, of course, shout out Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York, always. Always. Shout out to Brooklyn. Shout out. 
And lastly, I think this may be our friend Bryn. Shout out to Singapore. Shout out. Yes, indeed. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for all the listens, everyone. We truly do appreciate it. Yes. Um, gentlemen, are you ready? Next birthday suit? Come on. Yes, sir. Okay. This one, more so than the first one, I am leaning towards Justin. Mm. I'm a l- Dang. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about this one in general. I mean, very no- Dave was a little quicker to the Jack Black. Very yeah, notable. Right there, dude. Very notable person on this one. So I may be completely wrong, but we'll see. Right. Um, born on Let's August 28th, 1965 in Ontario, Canada. Our uh, birthday suit wearer's parents were divorced when she was two years old. Our birthday suit wearer had a very difficult childhood. Her mother suffered from depression, and her parents had a difficult time providing enough food for the whole family. Our birthday suit wearer started singing at bars to pay the bills at eight. I think I'm going to take a stab, maybe. What is it? I don't know. I... I feel... Is it Celine Dion? Yeah, it's good Canada guess. Good Canada guess. Um, Okay, okay. She wrote her first song at the age of 10. At 13, she was invited to the uh, Tommy Hunter show. In 1985, our birthday suit wearer went to Nashville, but she moved back to Canada only five months later, and in 1987, her mother and stepfather both died in a car accident. She then had to start taking care of her siblings and forgot all about singing for several years because she raised her siblings. Once her siblings grew up, she made a demo tape in 1993 and sent it to Mercury Nashville Records, and they signed her to a deal. Mutt Lang heard her debut album and offered to produce and write with her, and they actually married each other not too long after that. She released her second album in 1995, The Woman and Me. It went on to sell over 20 million copies worldwide. Here comes the giveaway clue. Her third album was called Come On Over, which had her smash hit, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. The album ended up... Is it it Shania Twain? Is that it? Shania Twain. Yes, indeed. Dude, it's Dave. Dave's coming. I, I said I could be completely wrong. I could have been. I was completely wrong. So true. I know. He I surprises da, you da, once da, again. Da, 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 well, da. well, you know, Dave is man, more of a country man. Like a He's a country man. He yeah. is. He is. He is. Now, Shania doesn't really fall into bro country, but you know. Um, close, it's close bro enough. Country. <laughs> the, the album that album went on to sell over forty million copies worldwide. It's actually one of the That's most popular crazy. albums of Shania, all time. Man. I didn't know she was Canadian. Yeah, and and fifty four, fifty four or fifty five. Sorry, uh, fifty four, fifty four. Went too far. Fifty four years old, Shania Twain. Crazy. Fifty four. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. By the way, her and Mutt got divorced back in the day. And then she, uh, made, there was this whole crazy deal of, uh, like, Mutt cheated on her with one of her best friends. Mm. And then she married oh, no. the best friend's ex-husband. 
So they were both married um, to the exes of their best friends. To I, their exes. Which I was like, very how, strange. How weird is that? Was that all like nice now? And you that's guys like, actually go on summer trips together? Like, hey, you guys remember when we were married to each other? <laughs> how weird. Anyways. <laughs> It's too much. It's too much. It is too, too much. Too much drama. But no. But nonetheless, she's fifty-four. So party it up, Shania. Yes. Get it going, Shania. Guys, it's about time to bring out Boca forty-five. But first, we're gonna listen to another Boca jam. This is Soul on Top, off of forty-five, right here on the Doc G Show. Tell me what's your favorite Tell me what's your finger Baby, I know mine Let me tell you how it is now So on top of the feeling So it's on top So of our souls Think you know I think you know this What it is And how it feels ah. So on top Of the feeling When you're feeling down Either way you gotta make sure That you pick yourself up off the ground Cause no one's gonna do it for you No one's gonna do it for you Gotta make sure, gotta make sure That you pick yourself up off the floor Put your soul on top of the Top. 
Welcome back to the show. Today we are joined by world-renowned DJ and music creator who has recently released his newest album and celebration of turning 45, titled 45, Mr. Scott Hindi, a.k.a. Boca 45. How's it going, Boca? Hmm. Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, we were just, we were just uh, obviously being British, we were just talking about the weather, weren't we? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, all good apart from the British summertime. All there you good. go, there you go. Hanging in there, hanging in there with the British weather. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so so let's let's take it back. I always take the listeners back uh, on our guest, and you, you've loved hip-hop for roughly 35 years. So true. You've been DJing for... 29 years wow. i saw in an interview mm. you said you've been into hip-hop since you were roughly 10 uh yeah what what, yeah. what first turned you on to hip-hop well it, it was it was a strange one i mean i'm from bristol uh which is in the south southwest of england mm. and um and there's always you know from from an early age or from from that sort of age being 10 i can remember seeing bits of graffiti around bristol and just wondering you know who that was done by and um <clears throat> and then and then you kind of you start to hear uh, hear things people people used to break you know um on the streets and stuff yeah. and they would have like lino and then they, they would have a big stereo system and you know, breaking outside of the chip shop or whatever, and I was just intrigued by it because you know these these they were always the coolest kids. They were doing great moves, you know, b boys and stuff. And mm-hmm. I didn't understand what the music was. It sounded completely like nothing I'd heard before. Yeah, but we just embraced the whole thing, you know, um, yeah. and got as much information as we possibly could. Um, luckily, there was. Um, you know, there was a bit of a hip hop scene in Bristol. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a well, a big hip hop scene. There always has been. And there was a crew um, called the Wild Bunch um, who were uh, who basically had a sound system. And I got to there was a, one of the first graffiti um, exhibitions actually happened in Bristol um, in the UK. Um, and there was a there, it was Goldie and uh, 3D from from the Wild Bunch, um, and I actually went to that jam at the Iron Feeney, and that sort of opened up like so many possibilities for me. And we just started putting all the pieces together yeah. as to okay, so this relates to that, and that relates to that, and then you kind of yeah, you just sort of start putting the pieces of the puzzle together yeah. and then also f- films like uh, Beat Street was actually really important to me I mean we didn't get I, I know Wild Style and Star Wars are much better um, movies of that day but yeah. Beat Street you could get the local uh, video <laughs> rental store and we just keep renting that out and so, so seeing those scenes and there were so many brilliant scenes uh, even to this day they look really Brilliant, but uh, you know you could see the New York City Breakers and the Rocksteady Crew and and all those guys, and it was just uh, ah, that's what they looked like. You know, yeah. we knew what they sounded like, but we didn't know what they looked like. And then you saw it, and it's like, wow, they, they <laughs> it looks it looks amazing, as amazing as it sounds. You know, so uh, so that I think that was my earliest 
um, yeah, that that was my moment, sort of steps into hip hop, and I I sort of loved it ever since, I suppose. <laughs> Well, so you you obviously mentioned uh, being in Bristol. Uh, there there was that that movement in Bristol. You had yeah. that hip hop movement. Uh, what, yeah. Looking back on it now, what what do yeah. you see different from that Bristol movement? From what, like you said, what was going on in you know New York? Was it was it delayed because it seems a tad you know. Uh, behind where the the artists were in New York as far as what they were doing. Was there anything different that you noticed or was it just people taking from Bristol what they saw in New York and putting it in a in a new city basically? I think it was I think it was exactly that. I think what it was was, was there were there were people in Bristol who were going directly to the source, going straight to the big apple and missing out London. So you had like um, Milo and Nelly Hooper, who yeah. were going directly to the source, going to to New York and going to Fab Five Freddy and getting the original tape yeah. and actually making dubs of, of Down by Law yeah. and playing them at their jams. And then people going, what is that? You know, they, they knew that they had to go to the source. They had to go over there to get that stuff. And they were... You know, working out that those answers for us, and mm-hmm. you know, we we're we're I suppose we're we're forever in debt to those guys. You know, because yeah. they 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 built the foundation to carry on and doing it to this day. So. Well, so so one of those groups uh, that, probably one of the biggest groups uh, to, to come out of Bristol, you, you had Massive Attack, uh, which yeah. was, was one of the big uh, players in the Bristol hip-hop scene. Yeah, ha- and three, I met three of those guys were actually in the Wild Bunch. So, uh, so from the, from the demise of, of Wild Bunch mm. came Massive Attack. So, um, you know, for, for, uh, there were five predominant members of Wild Bunch. Mm-hmm. Three of them became Massive Attack. Nelly Hooper went to, to London, became a producer and produced bands, well, became the 90s biggest producer, what well, did Soul to Soul and then produced Bjork and Madonna and U2 and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And Milo, the other guy, moved to New York to, to make hip-hop and to he ended up getting into fashion and stuff. And I'm actually friends with, well, friendly with, with, with Milo now. And yeah. I don't know Nelly, but all the Massive Attack guys um, I'm very I'm friendly with as well. So, yeah, so Massive Attack were three members of Wild Bunch, basically. Nice, nice. Uh, well, before, before I move on to the rest of the career, since we're still in Bristol, something that my yeah. uh, listeners are well aware of, I love to get to know someone's hometown uh, through yeah. the through the food of their hometown. So true. Uh, now, okay. now we've had a couple of English artists on the show before. I think the most recent uh, that we had was Ew. Ida May, who they're from uh, Norwich, England. Um, yeah. And he he informed me to go to the market there and get some mushy peas and jellied eel. He decided to go traditional English with his food choices. Uh, so I want to ask right. you, if I'm coming to Bristol and I call you up and I'm like, I need a, I need a restaurant. What's the best restaurant in Bristol? Where are you going to send me to in hmm. Bristol? Well, I mean, my, um, 
Uh, yeah, my my local my local pizza joint's really good. But oh. I, I think I'm going to I'm going to send you rather than rather than food. Okay. I think in Bristol we're we're. We're more known for our, our beverages, what? actually. Oh, we're, okay. we're, be- we're better known for our um, for our cider. So, oh. uh, mm. so I, I'm going to send you to um, to the Coronation Tap, and I'm going to make you drink drink some of our local our local cider. There, mm. it like might it. be a little bit strong, and you have to have it in half pints. Okay, but right. um, it's very tasty and. Uh, so I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna send you to the Coronation Tap for cider. I like it. I like it. That uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm much more excited about that than the mushy peas and jelly deal. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you'll have a much better time on the cider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. Nice addition there. Uh, your name Boca Forty Five comes essentially from your two passions: uh, soccer yeah. and music. Uh, yeah. Now let, let's let's talk uh, let's talk football first. There. So, y- y- how did you arrive? Is is Boca Juniors your favorite uh, soccer team? Well, it, I was always it, I was always intrigued by Maradona after the after the eighty mm. eighty um, six. World Cup. Mm-hmm. After the, the the the, there's actually a film which has just come out, which is absolutely fantastic. I would advise anyone to see it. It's done by the same. Uh, it's done by the same documentary makers who did the Amy Winehouse oh. film as well, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely fantastic. And it it just shows yes. the genius of the guy. You know, he. It, the, I I think genius. The word genius gets kicked around loads in in sport, music, yeah. and everything else. That's but, right. But I, I sort of noticed it even at that World Cup, you know, the, yeah. the madness of that guy. Like, you you know, he, scored, he scores one goal, which is obviously, you know, the hand of God or whatever. But, but you know, shortly after that, he takes on half of the England team <laughs> and, and, you know, just sort of waltz is one of the great goals of the, the World Cup history. Yeah. But, um, he he was an absolute genius. Like he was the, he, you know, the 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 documentary sort of spells it out. But I would advise that to anybody. Well, I went to see the movie with my son, and I and I and he said, "Do you think he was better than Messi?" And I said, "Do you know what? I think he probably was. And if he was around nowadays, he would have a team of." I don't know, like he would have about 30 employees around him, yeah. conditioning coaches and all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. But there was nothing at that time, you know, there was nothing for him. But um, but just, I think he was an absolute genius. And, uh, it, I, you know, the team were, it was more about him than anything else. And I think, you know, because that was his team, yeah. I thought, right, I'm going to go for that as my as one one part of my name. Nice. And then the 45, obviously, um, came from the, comes oh, from nice. seven inch singles and 45 RPM, yeah, running at 45 RPM. Yeah. So it's like an amalgamation of the two things. So uh, I put the two things together. Well, they, 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 they've got the uh, Super Classico coming up with Boca and uh, River Plate uh, here in action. Yeah, just a that, bit. and that's meant to be one game. It's, yeah. It's one of, I've read somewhere it's like one of the, um, one of the greatest sporting events you need to top 10 sporting events yeah. 
to go to. Yeah, I, I'll have to do it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like those, those, uh, those fans are too intense for yeah. me. I did. I mean, no, really. Watching those. Oh, well, I, I, I've seen plenty of English football matches. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you're prepared. I think it's Bristol City, Bristol Rovers, uh, it doesn't sound too bad, but it's it's that it's quite heated. I can tell you. Yeah. Well, now, are you still playing? Uh, I saw a couple of years back you talking about the Bristol's Casuals League. Do you still yeah. do you still play in the Bristol's casual? I do. League? I play. I play every Monday. With, there's a group of us who all play together, and then there is an eleven-a-side team that we we're we're about to embark on the new the new season. Very uh, nice. And uh, yes, um, I I try to make as many Sunday games as I can, but um, but I DJ a lot at the weekend, yeah. so well, I can I can't make too many games I'll probably only make about two or three in the season but um, I do I still enjoy the 11 aside games and they're they're, um, they're still well contested even oh, yeah. even for us old codgers who still like, <laughs> having, you know, like having a go at, uh, yeah playing but yeah I, I I still think of myself as a bit of a Pirlo or Paul Skulls pulling the strings in the centre of midfield but nice. in reality I'm just Hey, <laughs> you're you're still out there. It's still that's it right. still counts. Um, exactly, I'm still out there. That's that's the yeah, that's the key. Um, so you mentioned before the other part of your name, forty five, uh, comes from yep. the records that you spin. For the listeners out yep. there that aren't vinyl users, uh, you basically mm-hmm. have two options on the speed and size: thirty three and forty five yep. RPMs. Yeah, and uh, the seven inch, the smallers, uh, the smaller records are usually forty uh, fives. Um, and your yeah. typical standard albums, the long plays are usually the 33s, uh, the 12-inch records. Um, That's right. Now, most DJs that still use vinyl, they use your 12-inch usually. That's what you usually see. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you come? You typically use 45s when you DJ. Uh, yeah. How did you come about that? Hmm. Well, I think what it was was, um, I'd say about let's say 10, 10 or 15, let's say 15 years ago, I did a gig in London at the Jazz Cafe um, in Camden. And uh, I just, I just, I said to the promoter, I'm just going to play all seven inches. Like, I, I used to play like, let's say, more seven inches than 12s, but yeah. I would, you know, I, I would have like, records if you like where you could you know you've had a few too many beers and yeah. you need a lot long record to go and have a pee yeah, or so um but uh but you know I, I just thought you know what i'm gonna try and do the whole thing off of sevens and i did i did the did the gig and i thought to myself my god i'm never gonna do that again <laughs> it was such hard work yeah but i just sort of i just kept i just kept doing it i kept doing it and uh and i think i suppose a bit like a, a bit like a marathon runner you know you just get used to it and yeah. uh and you just sort of you just settle in and you work you work it and and i i i just I, yeah i find it it's just it's just normal now to do a whole set just I, it, it, it just seems weird now, even taking twelve, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
and they, they just work as a format. They, they, I think they work perfectly. Um, seven inches tend to be the singles from the records, yeah. so they tend to be the most immediate tracks from from an album, um, and they're and they're always cut nice and short. They're always cut nice and loud. Yeah. So there's no problem about getting them. You know. Um, being a quiet person or whatever, and they just—they're they're just immediate, and yeah. they—they uh, work—they work great, and um, well. Yeah. So, so as a DJ, you know, I've, I've uh, the the term gets thrown around a lot these days, uh, and it, it's not it's not the true DJ. You know, you've got you've got Marshmallow and Dead Mouse and Steve Aoki and these guys, and when they perform. They, you know, they have uh, they have native instruments and laptops and drum machines, and it's a lot of processed sounds. But when you're DJing, you spend 45s. That that's that's it. Um, yeah, and and I tend to get on the mic and let people know that I'm doing it for real yeah. as well. I, I sort of sort of remind them, especially after a couple of drinks, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm doing this for real, have a look at this, so, and people are like, oh my God, he is not, he is, he's actually not playing off of his phone like the last guy, <laughs> or, you know, like the normal guy does or whatever, so yeah. I think, you know, people do actually appreciate that you're, you know, you're doing, you're actually doing it and you know these are these are records well speaking of that how just just off the top of your head how many vinyls would you guess are in your total collection um poor that's yeah it's hard to say really um i'd say i'd say like five or six thousand i mean yeah. I, most of my records are in my studio uh, or in part of my studio which is small so i have to do um i have to vinyl prune quite a lot i uh, you know and uh, i have to cull stuff so things uh, i i have these you know every couple of months i have to get really strict and go that's got to go that's got to go i've not used this i've not used that so but uh, I've, I've got a wife who, who won't allow too much <laughs> vinyl to come through. You know, I'm allowed to have a certain amount of vinyl in the house, of course, but she won't let it overtake the, 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 the stairs. And I'm, stuff. I'm guessing there's <laughs> been times that you have looked back and you're like, oh, did I get rid of that? Oh, I think I got rid of that. Uh, get- yeah, yeah, a couple, but I'm, I'm pretty... I'm, I, I think once... Once I've made my decision, yeah, that is, yeah. But yeah, there are a couple of things where I thought, ah, why did I sell that? But I think more, it, it, yeah, I, 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 I'm def- I think I'm definitely right to, to do my to do my pruning because um, it, it just, it, yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> get a little more them. I'd need I'd need the house next door. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I've seen an interview. You talk about uh, you know DJing in in the process and having your get out of jail bangers. Like uh, yeah, you know. So for the listeners out there, you're talking about these songs that when you need an ace, you pull out this jam because you know everybody will go bananas. So yeah, for the folks uh, in here in Jacksonville, if I'm DJing an old white person party. 
uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out my Leonard Skinner and throw it on, and people are gonna go bananas so for true. it. Uh, first, I've got to ask, since you've been DJing for 29 years, have you seen a song stay as a get out of jail banger the whole time you've been DJing? Hmm. Like, you know, 92, 92 to 19, will it still save you? Wow, that's a really good question. That is a really good question. Um, I mean, I'd say like a big James Brown tune would yeah. probably save you. you yeah. Know, uh, you know, Sex Machine or something like that, or you know, not, maybe not one of the deep ones like Payback, but yeah, something like Sex Machine would yeah. probably get you out of jail. Um, <laughs> You know, and and sometimes you know, yeah. So maybe that, but there, there are probably others. There are definitely others. Um, you know, like uh, yeah, something like jump jump around House of Pain nice. or something, yeah. or you know, or or, or uh, insane in the brain, yeah. hypersphere, or you know, something like that. They'll all get you out of jail. <laughs> right, right now. Uh, if you're going out to a DJ gig right now, w- what are your uh, get out of jail bangers right now that you're going to reach for? Um, hmm. that yeah, again they they sort of change really. They, they, there's there's quite a few um, great um, producers who are doing sort of good good re-ed, not not like good re-edits of things, not and not too cheesy, but. They basically, I, I sort of did it a little bit when I, I did these um, club donuts last year where um, you sort of do these, I did one every other month and they were basically big DJ sort of DJ tools really mm-hmm. if you like and they were, um, so I did one one which was called Fatback Boys which was an amalgamation of like uh the Fat Boys and the Fatback Band. So mm-hmm. loads of different Fat Boys and loads of different Fat Bats. And I did one called Les Beats, which was all like Beatles beats, you know. Nice. Um, and um, there's another one called Sly Dog, which was Sly and the Family Stone and, and uh, Snoop Dogg. So well, <laughs> you know, some some of those types of things yeah. seem to be... And there, there's quite a few DJs doing those types of things at the moment. And nice. what I find with those... They're very good to bridge the gap between between a hip hop tune and a funk tune as well. Yeah. And uh, they're good. They're good bridging tunes. Nice. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk about your new album. It's the uh, yeah. first full length album since Dig Eat Beats Repeat. Yes! Um, now that it's you've had just a little bit came out. Um, would you say 45 is a good representation of your 45 years of life? Do you are are you you happy now that you've you've got to look back at it and say, okay, it's out here, it is. Do you think it, it represents what you wanted it to represent? Yeah, I just wanted to be really honest with it. You yeah, know, I just wanted to be completely. You know, I didn't. I wanted to work um, with a lot of the people that I've worked closely with over the years, um, which I did, you know, I didn't sort of gun to hire and, you know, sort of go, went for people because they were, 
you know, a hot new thing, thinking if I use this person, I'll get on radio. You know, every yeah. <clears throat> all the all of the vocal collaborations with, came from an organic process. Of, I didn't I didn't want to do anything which wasn't true to me, and uh, yeah, I'm, re- I'm really really proud of it. Very and nice. um, and um, you and all uh, yeah, and 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 I'm glad I'm glad it's come out and. My twin sons did the did, did the did the logo, did the forty five logo, and I just wanted it to be, you know, I just I just I, I was coming up to that age, and it was either hang up my headphones and just give up, or or, or do that, <laughs> one one thing or the other, because all my mates used to, you know, well not all of them, a particular few of them were like, well, what are you going to do when you're forty five, you know? <laughs> I thought, well. Oh, I'll make I'll make a record to document <laughs> it. So that's what I did. So yeah, no, I'm I'm very I'm very very proud of it, and um, yeah. and uh, and it seems to have been pretty well received so far. So I'm I'm very I'm glad about that. Well, it came out great, and you actually have those stories in the liner notes as far as how. Yeah each one of the tracks sort of came out organically and, yeah. and, and the process behind it. It's actually a really uh, interesting read. Yeah. Uh, now, this this album was released on Mass Appeal Records, uh, yeah. which is owned by Nas. Uh, That's right. Wh- what's it been like working with uh, Mass Appeal so far? It's been great, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was quite unexpected, Um how it all came about, um, but um, but it's been it's been great. I went out to New York to meet them, and uh, they they really they really obviously really like it. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been really good, and uh, you know, especially in territories like you know in in the states, obviously in Canada, it's been really good, and you know I've got, had a lot of coverage that I wouldn't have otherwise had. So uh, yeah, it, it's early days, but the but it's it's uh, it's good, and um, and it, it's good to have those label mates, you know, good to have uh, Nas and Shadow and Run the Jewels as your as your label yeah. mates. It'd be an, an interesting Christmas party if I got <laughs> invited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm a I'm a little upset. I missed out on the limited edition pack with the red vinyl. Uh, I got okay. Yeah, I, they've all gone now. Yeah, I got I got the record. I got the I got the black record. I got the normal vinyl. Okay. But it's yeah. I'm sorry sorry about it's, that. It went too fast, man. Still. It went too fast. I know. Yeah, and, and that was the other good thing about the label is that they let me. You know, they allowed me to 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 do that. Yeah. So, I, I was always going to do the, the red limited pack. Yeah. I built up a really good foundation with my um, my fans, if you like. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they, they sort of buy directly from me. And they, they thought it was a really important part of, of the whole thing. And they didn't want to take that away, which is great. You know, I yeah. think a, a lot of bigger labels and people would always want a piece of that pie but they were like no you you carry on and do that so that was very very kind of them to to still allow me to do that very nice well i got i've got one other question i like asking people about this and their musical work uh obviously it's your record so you like all the songs on it 
Um, mm-hmm. But are there any songs that have like grown on you, like the the slow growers? Like you thought the song was good when you started out, but now you're like, man, that that may be my favorite. I may like that. Have there been any of those that have really grown on you since you first made them on the record that have sort of changed in your mind of of how you saw them originally? Mm. Yeah, that's that again. That, that's a very interesting question. Um, yeah, maybe like uh, the the last track, mm-hmm. um, which uh, which is called Alps, but uh, it stands for uh, Alice, Louis, Thomas, and Zach, which is actually all my uh, my wife and my three three sons, mm-hmm. and and that and. It was. It was. Uh, I co-wrote it with a with a friend of mine, Pete, um, uh, who I worked on a project called Beekeepers with, and um, and it was a. You know, we did it bit by bit, and it sort of. It wasn't laboured at all, but it was. It was just one of those that kind of. Um, it, it just yeah. It was. It was always meant to be. It, uh, the end, the end part of the album, yeah. it has this different tempo changes and stuff. But I think it's probably it would probably be that one, nice. and it's very, it's quite, it's very heartfelt that one as well. Yeah. Um, sometimes the last tune on the album, people, I don't know, it, I think it's good when people get to the end and they've listened all the way through and uh and and i'm glad of its placement as well because it's it's grown it's one of those that are just yeah it's it's a very it's got an emotional one it's got an emotional album as well really yeah um so uh yeah so i would probably go for that one the last track on the album i like it i like it well Boga, I want to thank you for taking the time and talking with us today. It's been a pleasure. No worries. Thank you. Well, listeners, you can hear the album on all streaming services. You can buy the album at most vinyl outlets, including Amazon. You can follow him on Instagram at Boca underscore 45. Right now, let's take a listen to one of my favorite uh, songs off of the album, Move a Mountain, right here on the Doc G Show. Got to give it everything to see it turn out right. All right. When it doesn't go to plan, then you need someone to help you up. I'll be right there when you've had enough to show you some love. We can move a mountain. We can take the whole world and our strike. We can move a mountain. Yeah. Together, you and I. Together, you and I. We can move, we can move a mountain. 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 We can move, we can move, we can move There will be times when seas get rough And you can barely stand But if you hurt and don't give up Just know that you got a friend When it doesn't go 
the doc g show that's right you just heard a little boca 45 that was move a mountain yes! thanks to boca 45 for being on the show fantastic you need to check out the album uh i, I got a feeling guys um hmm. he told me uh you know if uh justin that was actually the last show you were on was with ida may mm-hmm. When he told me to go get some jellied eel and some mushed peas. Some mushy peas, if you mm. recall. Yeah, man. Yep. Well, Boca did not tell me. He went he went the liquid way and told me to go get some cider at the old coronation cider. tap. Oh. Yeah. And he said oh, I said I had to get it bike cider. You had to get it in half pint. Had to man up and get a half pint. That's, that's what I gotta. That's what I gotta do. So you know, next time, next time we're in Bristol, which is all the time, obviously, because we're just jet setters. Us on the dock. We're, we're just right. That's what we do. Right there. Yeah, you freaking know it. That's what we do. We'll go over there. We'll hit up Endorsements, some cider, dude. Well, you, yes, Justin, you're the the face and the the love of the show. Word. Uh, so I got sidetracked. Nonetheless, thank you for, for uh, Boca yes, Forty Five coming on the Thanks, show. Boca. Hopefully, uh, the Boca Juniors will beat, uh, will win the uh, the uh, uh, Super Classico coming up here in just a couple days, September first. Boca versus River Plate. There you go. In Argentina, big showdown. It gets in, in. It gets intense. Yeah, I was telling him, man. I was watching some of those videos leading up to the interview, and I was like, Jesus. Nope. Those guys take it a little too serious. Like, I mean, most soccer players oh, yeah. do. Obviously, I mean, soccer fans do. I mean, soccer hooligans. But man, riots in there. The places were crashing down on other. It was insane. 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 Word. Anyways, are you guys ready? 
for the last birthday suit. Let's, Ooh, let's freaking do let's this. I'm, I'm Dave, take it away. Right now. Feeling some type of way. Well, this one I'm I'm leaning towards Dave. This one's Dave. So I there may it be is. so I let's may go. I may be completely so, wrong Justin, and get this, ready then. I was about to say, and Justin will <laughs> He's get been this one. Reverse psychologying us the whole day. That's right. Uh, I'm 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 such a mind reader, you guys. Uh born on August twenty eighth, nineteen eighty one in Winter Haven, Florida. Well, yeah. Our birthday suit wearer loves sports and started at a young age dreaming of becoming a professional golfer. Sweet. He won his first tournament at 15. And after high school, he went to Florida State to pursue golf. But not long after. You know it, Dave. But not long afterwards. 1981. he, He was in a wakeboarding accident that required reconstructive surgery and he could no longer play the sport of golf. Hmm. While he was recovering from his injuries, he borrowed his neighbor's guitar and started playing at a bar near campus. This encouraged him to write his own material, and he eventually moved to Nashville. He was signed by... Is it Jake Owen? Jake Owen! Nicely done! Wow, dude. Yeah, I didn't even get to any of the songs. Nicely done. Uh, Honestly. Jake Jake Owen's brother played golf at Florida State. Very nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. All I know is barefoot blue jean night, dude. That's a good one. I was going to get to it, man. His first album was Starting With Me. His second album was Easy Does It, It, which uh, had the single don't think I can't love you. Nope. And then his third album was Barefoot Blue Jean Night with the single of the Ooh-hoo. same title. His fourth album was Days of Gold. That's actually my favorite. That's a good jam. They they had that that year. I think it came out in 2014. It was either 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had it yeah, right as there. they had it as the opening for the uh, college football that year. So ESPN played oh, it every yeah. Yeah. and uh, that got me all jazzed up. I was like, yeah, yeah, it is the days of gold. Yeah, Word. nice. And I had to download it. I got all jazzy with it. Anyways, he's turning the big 3-8, guys. 3-8, Jake Owen. Nice, nice, man. He's a good looking dude, too. I, I was about to say, he is, he is a bit, like, bit of a model. Like the long hair or the, lo- or the short no, hair? No, dude, he's got the short hair now. He looks Yeah, no, style. I was going to. Do you like it long or short? No, short, yeah. Dang. <laughs> Whatever. I don't like it long. What? I like it long. <laughs> I like it long. Anyways. I love it long. Hanging re- to the left. Regardless, Jake. Happy birthday. Long or short hair. Happy birthday, Jake. We will celebrate your birthday. Barefoot blue jean night, dude. Shining like lighters in the dark in the middle of a rock show, dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Justin's going to throw it down like some slam uh, poetry here in a second. Um... Guys, we've got great shows coming up. I don't have to tell you. You know. We've got Kitten Lady. You don't have to. I'm very excited about Kitten Lady. (laughs) She's coming up, actually, next week. I'm putting on, as we speak, my beanie that I just purchased that says, Save Kittens. Save Kittens. That's right. And it actually... What color is the beanie? Save them in your beard. It's black. 
It's black. Oh, so okay. it, 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 it... He only wears black. It fits you know my that. style. It fits my style. That's true. And... So true. When I purchased this beanie, it helped save kittens because part of the, part of the, uh, the price went to her donation. Kitten lady's donation to save kittens. So there you go. Um... Boom. We also have Them Evils, a fantastic rock band out of California. Can't wait to have those guys on. This just in. What? Trigger uh, Trigger Hippie is coming on the show. I am extremely excited. About, Breaking news. About Trigger Hippie. Uh, if you don't know who Trigger Hippie is, listeners, they're a band out of Nashville. They're sort of a super Americana group. They originally came out uh, part Black Crows, because Steve Gorman, the uh, drummer from the Black Crows, was their drummer, and then Joan Osborne was the lead singer. Well, they sort of disbanded, but they came back together just this past year, and our man, who has been on the show, Ed Jurdy from the Band of Heathens, is now in the band. Sweet. And Steve Gorman, the drummer, oh. is coming on the show to talk about Trigger Hippie. I can't wait, because Steve Gorman, he's been on Fox Sports with his own sports show for the last eight years. So we're going to talk sports. We're going to talk Trigger Hippie. We're going to talk everything. I'm very excited about it. Very good shows coming up. Very good shows. Sweet. But in, uh, until then, I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, once again, the Radio Twa back together. Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. Yes! We hoped you'd love it. They did. I don't even have to. I don't even have to wait for a response, Justin. They did. Yes! Also, Dave Burles, Berlin. About to go take a couple of shots at NyQuil and pass out and hopefully <laughs> don't have these sniffles next week. Just a disclaimer, <laughs> listeners. He is sick. Yes! He's, he's not addicted to NyQuil. Uh, nope. He is, but he did yeah, this just, for y'all. He had. I did. I did it because I'm dedicated to the fans. That's true. There it is. And they appreciate my boys it. and girls and. Mozambique, mm. Genoa, mm. all the and everyone else, all the listeners worldwide. But shout out to those salami, two dude. Salami cured meat, Word. and of course the lovers in Virginia. Cure my voice. Shout out to those. Cure folks everything. Too. The, the do- all the Doc G lovers. Mm. Happy birthday, Shania. Huh? We have completely derailed. <laughs> Random Cadillac <laughs> horns on the hood. Just random things shooting out now. What what Justin is best at? Random things shooting out. My buddy Frankie had his dad hook up. Mmm. Amen. Had his dad hook him up good. <laughs> Amen, Justin. Until next time, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah. <laughs> <laughs>